Hello, hello. It's just you and me today. That's right. I'm recording a solo episode, and this is probably one of the most requested episodes, and it's something that I promised to share with you all. So most of you don't know my story, unless you're an OG and have been following along on Holistic with Heidi for years on Instagram and my blog, or if you know me personally, you might be familiar with my story. And you might not be familiar. To be honest, when I was in the thick of feeling so sick, I hid it from a lot of people. I put on a happy face and carried on with my life, even though I was struggling every second of the day. So today's episode is very special to me. It's also a heavy one for me to share because when I think back to the time when I was my sickest, It brings up a lot of trauma, and that is okay. I acknowledge that there is trauma there, and I have been working through it all, and I'm ultimately so grateful that nowadays, and honestly for the last several years, I have felt so well, and I keep improving every single day and learning every single day. So I'm going to share my story, and it's a long one, but I'm going to try to keep it as concise as possible. And yeah, I hope you enjoy. And thank you for listening and giving me the space and the time to share my story. Looking back, the first time I can remember having health problems was around 15 or 16 years old. I actually was in a class in school and the teacher started sharing a story about his friend who randomly had chest pain driving in the car one day. He was in his young 40s and he died in the car. And I heard this story and in that moment, I did have a little bit of chest tightness. And all of a sudden, I spiraled into a full-blown panic attack. This would be my first of many panic attacks. And it was so, so scary. I thought I was going to die. Any of you who have lived through a full-blown panic attack, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There's a lot of um, theatrics around the word panic attack. But if you have experienced a real full-blown one, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about and how it literally feels like you're dying. So... That was really when I started paying attention to my health. I got diagnosed with anxiety and panic disorder. Prior to this, I always was just kind of a worried kid. I never had, you know, dramatic health problems or things like that. But now knowing what I know as a holistic health and nutrition coach and an expert in the field of environmental toxins, looking back, even in my early childhood, I know that I had other things going on that were tied to um, exposures and things like that. For example, I would always have stomach pain after eating certain foods. I would have you know, different periods of dizziness and vertigo and honestly, just kind of these weird symptoms, but nothing that was, I guess, life changing. I lived with them all and just kind of thought that's what it was like to live. You just kind of dealt with weird symptoms and things like that. So anyways, when I 
had these anxiety and panic attacks, I was prescribed Xanax, as most people are, and I was scared to go back to school. I was really scared to go back to the place where I had my first panic attack. And anyways, I, of course, needed to go back to school. So I did try the Xanax here and there at a small dose, things like that. I intrinsically knew that I didn't want to have to depend on a medication. And I also wanted to figure out why I was feeling the way I did. So, of course, I did therapy and other things. And one of the biggest life-changing things that I did, again, starting at age 15 or 16, can't remember exactly, I started seeing an acupuncturist, this amazing doctor of Chinese medicine located in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where I grew up. And this woman changed my life. I grew up with a mom who was always very into natural health and healing. And at that time, it was definitely very taboo. Um, and I was a, you know, young teenager. I knew who wants to listen to their parents at that age. But anyways, I did listen to my mom's recommendation and thought, yeah, let's try acupuncture. Um, I was terrified of needles and definitely thought it was kind of woo woo and strange. Again, I was 15 years old, like what 15 year old. It's like, yeah, I'm going to go to acupuncture and get this all figured out. I I didn't have a clue, but I was open-minded and that was really cool. And I really wanted to feel better. And being open-minded, let me tell you a little side note, that will get you really far in life. Keep your mind open and explore the possibilities of life. And oh my goodness, your life will change. So anyways, I started working with my doctor of Chinese medicine and going to acupuncture. I braved it through the needles and She honestly just started teaching me so much about nutrition and the body and cold and hot and, you know, these different principles of Chinese medicine. And I was fascinated. I was completely blown away and I was curious and I was hungry to learn more. Speaking of hunger and food and things of that nature, I remember coming into my regular appointment with my doctor of Chinese medicine and telling her how every day after lunch, I had trouble focusing in class and I couldn't figure it out. I didn't know why it happened. I always was very sharp and, you know, the class I was in was my favorite, one of my favorites. It was Spanish class and I was really just struggling to pay attention and I would get sleepy and things like that. So she had me go through what I was eating every day and I was a very, and I still am a very regimented person and she suggested cutting out gluten. And this was back in the early 2010s and she told me about gluten and I didn't know what the heck gluten was. But again, I was curious to feel better, to learn and to feel better. And so I cut out gluten at the age of 16. And I started feeling better and I was going to her and I was doing herbs and the acupuncture and my anxiety subsided. I started having better energy. I was feeling better. I was, I was great. Things really changed when I started college. So this was a, about two years, two to three years down the road. Um, I, again, was feeling great. I was excited to start college. I worked my butt off to get into the school I went to. And 
was just so excited to be on my own and learn and ultimately just meet new people and live my life, you know, as a, a young adult. And things really went the opposite direction of how I planned. And looking back, that is okay. That is life. And we live and we learn and we grow. And I ultimately found my purpose, but I'll get to that in a little bit. So what happened was three weeks into starting college, I woke up one day and I vividly remember waking up and my chest was so tight. I couldn't take a deep breath. I had no clue what was going on. I felt so short of breath. I had never felt this way in my life. And it felt like there was all this tightness and weight on my chest. And so I went to the doctor right away. And the doctor performed an asthma test and basically said, oh, well, don't really have asthma. You could be borderline. You know, here's an inhaler. Try this inhaler. So I thought, okay, um, I'll try this inhaler. And of course, no relief. So I go back and she's like, you just have anxiety. This is anxiety. You just started college. You're stressed out. Um, The symptoms you're describing are anxiety. And that was very that was the beginning of being dismissed by by Western medical doctors. And that was very upsetting. But anyways, I had an open mind and I tried different medications for the anxiety she thought I had. She also wanted me to try a steroid to kind of relax my muscles to make the breathing easier, things like that. Tried that. Nothing worked. And I also... I didn't want to be on medication and I just wanted to understand why I was feeling the way I did. It felt brutal. Every night I would wake up. Keep in mind, this is my first semester of college. I'm living in the dorms. Everyone's partying. Everyone's making new friends, rushing sororities, living their best life. Of course, not everyone is, but that's how it looks, especially when you're 18 years old and you just want the picture perfect life. So anyways, I was super bummed out because I felt terrible. And I would wake up in the middle of the night every night and have to call my mom and tell her, oh my gosh, I keep waking up. It feels like I'm kind of like choking, can't breathe. Should I go to the ER? And in the beginning, I would go to the ER and because I, I, I didn't know what was going on and I needed immediate help. I couldn't breathe. I was being woken up because I was so short of breath and tight and I felt like I was just going to fall over dead the next second. Honestly, these nights, I was scared to even go to bed because I thought I wouldn't wake up in the morning. That was so scary. And looking back, I give myself so much credit because I don't know how I made it through it. Um, so anyways, I went to the the ER multiple times and the amount of rudeness and dismissing and disrespect that I experienced. Not hating on all medical professionals, but I am definitely someone who's extremely dissatisfied with the Western medical approach and the lack of education and on things like nutrition and lifestyle. So anyways, they said, yeah, you're you're crazy. <laughs> the, let's jack up your Xanax, whatever, things like that. Again, I was I was kind of skeptical. I'm like, I'm not going to do the Xanax thing, but yeah, I'll take one tonight to feel better and make it through the night. And honestly, even when I, I took something like a Xanax, yes, it helped the stress and the anxiety around the physical sensations. But those physical sensations of 
having trouble breathing didn't go away. And these symptoms in particular, the one I talk about the most are the respiratory symptoms because our breath is our source of life. And if our breath is impacted and you're not able to breathe normally, it's honestly all you think about because our breath is our source of life. And for three and a half years, I lived every single day with these God-awful feelings in my chest and the shortness of breath and never feeling like I could relax or get relief with the breath. So anyways, I speak a lot about the respiratory symptoms because those were the most alarming and what I paid the most attention to. But I also experience different symptoms like neurological symptoms. And some of those neurological symptoms included uh, tingliness and numbness. I would get electrical sensations in my chest. Sometimes they felt like mini seizures. I had a lot of dizziness and brain fog. Fatigue was very common for me. I also had things going on with my eyes. I had sensitivity to light, floaters in my eyes, and Yeah, so that was kind of the neurological things going on alongside the really debilitating respiratory symptoms. And then some other symptoms I was dealing with were hormonal imbalances, difficulty swallowing, and then OCD, anxiety, and depression. And there's definitely a cycle with physical uh, illness and mental illness. And doctors, of course, wanted to blame my mental illness such as anxiety for causing all the physical sensations. And that was not the case. Anxiety played a role because it made things worse, but it didn't cause all of my symptoms. And that is what drove me crazy because having doctors say, oh, you're creating this in your head. You really need to get a grip on your mind and your stress and then you'll feel better. I tried everything to manage my stress and manage my anxiety. And honestly, I, a lot of what I did really helped the anxiety and the depression that I was feeling and experiencing. But again, these physical sensations didn't go away. So I ended up having to take my second semester at home. Thankfully, I was able to keep up with my coursework while going back home to Milwaukee to be with my mom and to have access to um, better testing and things like that. So I proceeded to get more in-depth testing done of my lungs and even going to specialists like the ENT and getting cameras down my throat and up my nose and the whole nine yards. I had CAT scans. I had uh, to do a breathing challenge where they put you in a chamber and essentially you're inhaling different uh, challenging lung irritants. And I, of course, passed all of the tests and the doctors said, um, yeah, you're fine. You're just anxious and you're stressed. They, Looking back, I do remember at least one or two of the medical professionals saying, yes, we see some inflammation, um, but that's likely from a previous virus or something that you had. So interesting that they caught on to the inflammation because knowing what I know now, inflammation, of course, plays a major role in disease and illness. After that semester home, I had to make a big decision, and that was, do I decide to go back to the University of Wisconsin in Madison, Wisconsin? And I remember 
writing out a pros and cons list and journaling and just trying to get some answers. And I realized that I didn't want this illness, these sensations at the time, I even called it my anxiety to rule my life. And so even though I still felt really bad and sick and unwell and confused and frustrated and all the things, I ultimately decided that I needed to go back to school because I worked so hard to be there and proceeded to busy myself into oblivion so that I could forget how bad I felt. I will say that moment was one of my proudest moments in my life because it was truly one of those forks in the road. And if I made the other decision, my whole life would be different. And I'm not saying for the worse or for the better or for anything like that, but I am very proud of myself for continuing to live my life as normal as possible despite how bad I felt. But also, I shouldn't have masked how bad I felt. Um, But it was hard. You know, I was in college and I wanted to have a social life. I wanted to grow and I wanted to learn and excel. And I have always been so driven towards success. Um, So I was very motivated too, which confused doctors. They thought, oh, well, you're so motivated. You can't be sick. And, you know, you look fine and you're a healthy body weight and you're fine. And looking back, I know I maybe didn't look deathly ill or things like that, but I definitely didn't have the same look of health that I do now or the shen, as they call it in Chinese medicine. So anyways, while I was in school for the rest of the time I was in college, I felt really ill. It wasn't until my winter break of my senior year that my whole entire world changed and that I felt hope and that I felt relief for the first time. Like I said, my mom was always really into natural and holistic health, and she was an amazing and still is an amazing resource and supporter for me. And she had a new book for me, and that book was the Anthony William Medical Medium books, which I know have a lot of uh, negative charge around them. And to some people, they get really triggered by medical medium and things like that. But honestly, I don't care because what I got out of that book was hope and an understanding of the chemicals in our world and understanding that I can change my life and I can feel better. And ultimately, the message was your body loves yourself. Your body wants to heal. Your body wants to be in a state of homeostasis. So think whatever you want about medical medium. I don't follow his protocols to this day. I think he has a lot of good information. I don't think it's the end all be all, but it was just one of those moments where I read the book and I'm like, wow, this really is going to change my life. And it did. So this opened me up to the world of toxins. And in particular, I was really interested in mold and mycotoxins and heavy metals because looking at the and doing my own research on top of reading medical mediums books i learned that the symptoms i was experiencing matched up perfectly with a lot of the symptoms of mold illness and heavy metal toxicity so this was the beginning of me getting passionate about low toxic living up until this point i did try 
everything holistic. My nutrition was really in check. I always said I was clean and yada, yada, yada. But looking back again, I still needed improvement and that's okay. There was room to grow and learn. And I was so excited to learn about these toxins, hence me having this podcast lifelong about longevity and low toxic living. I started to change my life to a low toxic lifestyle. And I also, the huge, other huge part of it was I created on my own a targeted detoxification and lifestyle protocol to address these toxins in my body. And when I did that, it was only a couple of weeks it took for me to start feeling better. And this is when my whole entire world flipped right side up again after being upside down for so long. I realized that these toxins and my toxic burden was so high, again, probably starting in childhood and in utero and things like that, that my, and my body was so inflamed and I had new triggers when I got into college that it explained why I felt so terrible. And the toxic burden or the toxic load is now something I talk about so frequently because it seriously plays a role in so many illnesses. If our toxic bucket is filled too high, even if it's tiny little exposures over the year, there comes a point when it starts overflowing. And for me, while I don't like to necessarily pinpoint or blame a particular situation for the onset of all my symptoms, I think I could drive myself crazy trying to do that. But I realized something happened when I got to college that I had more exposures and my bucket finally started to overflow and all of these symptoms started to explode and rise out of the woodwork and new ones kind of popped up. And again, I don't like to pinpoint, but think about all of the lifestyle and environmental changes that occur when you move into college, especially if you're moving into a dorm, which dorm rooms are notorious for having mold and dust and being uninhabitable. And this is a whole other topic and something I do want to address eventually. Just is a very triggering topic for me. There were certainly exposures in my dorm room. And actually the year after I lived in that dorm, they started renovating that dorm. And that dorm was, I don't think it was renovated since the 60s or something like that. It was really old. It was the party dorm, whatever. Again, I'm not blaming just the dorm room because I do believe it is the full toxic bucket. And what happens is there are certain individuals that have genetic um, predispositions to having more difficulty detoxifying automatically from things. There are genes such as the MTHFR gene and the HLA-DR genes and things like that that make it hard to autonomically detoxify from different exposures. And if you're getting continuously exposed over the years to toxins in your personal care products, toxins in the air you breathe, the clothes you wear, the makeup you use, the furniture you sit on, the food you eat, the drinks you drink, the list goes on. All of these tiny little exposures, they add up over the years. And if you're one of those people with genetics, I, full disclosure, I never had any of that special genetic testing done. I didn't find it necessary. I just realized that obviously I was having trouble detoxifying from things naturally because 
of all of the symptoms I was experiencing while other people around me, for example, in families, sometimes one person in the family will have an extreme reaction to mold while other family members don't. And and it has to do with the gene expression and individual toxic burdens. So going off on a, a lot of different tangents here, I apologize. But what I was trying to say is when I moved into college, I had a lot of new exposures. And think about the food you're eating as a college kid, even if you're eating salads and fruit and things like that, that I was, and I was trying to be healthy. Do you think that most universities are using pesticide-free, organic, fresh, local food? Absolutely not. Again, a whole other subject to talk on. Actually, I have an episode on the toxins in food, but I had just all of these new different exposures. And of course, I was drinking too, because, you know, partying is what college was all about, even though I wasn't I'm kidding a little bit, but you know what I mean. Even though I wasn't drinking a whole lot, it definitely was a different um, lifestyle change for me. And the sleep patterns were different. So there were a lot of things that I think just set my toxic bucket to overflow. And anyways, I'm so grateful that I was able to learn and crack the code and put years of puzzle pieces together to figure out why I was feeling so miserable. And the biggest ones, like I said, were the toxins from mold called mycotoxins and heavy metals. And through my targeted detoxification and lifestyle protocols, I healed myself. And this right here is why I launched Holistic with Heidi. This is why I launched Lifelong, and this is why I will continue to do this work, especially on educating about the toxins in our world and restoring people's hope and giving them faith and strength to get through their health challenges because you can make it out. I am a testimony to that. I felt so miserable for three and a half years. Plus, it was three and a half years of extreme respiratory and neurological symptoms. But again, my whole life, I always had random things going on. I felt so, so bad, you guys. This is hard to admit. I didn't want to live. I didn't want to wake up feeling the way I felt. But of course, by the grace of God and by having an amazing support system, I stayed and I never gave up on myself. And This is definitely an emotional subject. I'm getting a little emotional now, but I'm very proud of myself and I am so beyond thrilled and grateful that I get to do this work and help people heal and help people restore their hope and learn about these toxins and learn that there is a way out through all of this. I did a complete 180 in just a matter of months. Don't take my word for it, though. Of course, there are different timelines for everyone, and healing does take time. To this day, it's been over four years since I really started healing, you know, since I read that book. I still have things that I'm fine-tuning, and that's okay. I am very happy and healthy, and I'm thriving, and I'm Again, I'm just going to keep emphasizing how grateful I am that I feel so well. 
My energy is better. My breathing has been drastically better, if not almost 100% better. And that improved in just months, which was amazing because that was my main symptom. All of the neurological symptoms have dissipated here and there. I will still get a little bit of fatigue and things like that, especially if I have different exposures, like traveling is always a little triggering for me, but I'm working on having grace with that and feeling okay about getting out of my routine. And also the more you detoxify your bo- your body and you can keep detoxifying your body because we're we're going to be continuously exposed to these things and especially in this day and age our modern life has really changed our environment there's so many harmful toxins um they're infiltrating our soil and our food supply the water we drink the air we breathe and they're very hard to avoid So they are always going to be there. And that's why practicing detoxification and drainage techniques, drainage is a whole separate topic, but this is really about having pathways open for toxins to get out. So if your drainage pathways, which some include your lungs, your skin, your bowels, things like that, if they're all blocked up, like if you can't sweat, if you're not pooping twice a day, things like that. If you're not doing that, if you're not moving your body, there is stagnation and your drainage pathways are clogged up. So this is not any type of advice because it would have to be uh, very individualized. And that's why I work one-on-one with individuals to create customized bio-individualized protocols for everyone. That's why I'm not going to go through all the details of things I did because it will vary from person to person. But we've never had this many toxins in our world. So it's always good to practice lowering our toxic burden for the things that we do have control over. And it makes a profound difference. For example, just switching the products that touch your skin every day makes a huge difference. And this has been measured in blood levels. In multiple research studies, they've seen that the toxin levels in people's blood goes down over a week after changing out their products. And there are so many things you can do, like changing your water. Make sure you're drinking filtered, clean water every single day. My episode with Don Lusk, the water expert, is coming out soon as well. And honestly, This is the point of Lifelong and this is the point of Holistic with Heidi is for me to share information about how you can reduce your toxic burden. And once you reduce your toxic burden, along with those who need to do a targeted detox, after you do all of that, you start to feel better. You get your life back. It's so exciting and fulfilling and it's not not challenging when you're, you know, changing out your products. At first, it feels challenging because you're like overwhelmed and it feels expensive. And it's just a big change. You know, you have to find new makeup and you might need to switch out your mattress and things like that. It feels like a lot at first, but it becomes so habitual because you realize how much better you feel. So that's that. Again, I'm not going to share the specifics of what I did Um, But I will share some general things that I think are important for everyone. So like I said, emphasizing drainage before 
Detoxification is extremely important. Things to support drainage. For me, I like to look at the lymphatic system. So moving every single day, I have a lot of posts on Instagram about the lymphatic system. You can jump on a rebounder every day. You can do some yoga or some stretching. You can put your legs up the wall. You can do contrast therapy where you do hot, cold showers, things like that. You can take different herbs that stimulate the lymphatic system. And honestly, just moving your body is one of the best things. Another thing everyone should be doing is getting sunlight exposure every single day for at least 20 minutes uncovered. The amount of wacky information out there trying to make people fear the sun is ub-freaking-surd. The sun is one of the most healing and free tools out there. Get your sunlight every single day. What this does is is it upregulates serotonin, dopamine. It produces melatonin, so it regulates your circadian rhythm and helps you sleep better at night. It also produces mitochondria. It naturally produces vitamin D. This is my favorite way to get vitamin D because um, supplements, they are, there's a lot of weirdness with vitamin D supplementation. So get your sunlight. Sunlight is one of the best things. Another thing, a tool that was super helpful for me and to this day, it's my, probably my favorite detoxification, drainage, wellness tool, and that is the infrared sauna. So the infrared sauna is amazing. I love it more than a dry sauna because it actually heals you at a cellular cellular level. The infrared wave technology, it's safe and it's able to penetrate deeper into your skin and actually into your cells and heal you at a cellular level and you're able to handle higher temperatures in there and stay in there for longer periods of time. So it heals you at a cellular level. Make sure you're mineralizing though. If you're going in a sauna, you know, you're going to sweat out important minerals too. So take mineral supplements, something free that everyone should do is consume a high quality sea salt. I like Redmond's Real Salt. Um, Some other things I love are that really helped my healing was reducing my toxic burden. And my biggest tip here is switch out product categories one by one so that you don't get overwhelmed. It's going to be far more efficacious if you take this slowly versus try to throw everything out and start from scratch. You're going to get overwhelmed and stressed out. So again, it will be way more efficacious if you start with something like cleaning products as you run out, switching your cosmetics, shower products, things like that. I remember going through category by category. And to this day, I'm still optimizing different things. Like right now, my latest passion is finding clothes that are non-toxic, which is hard. It's so hard to find non-toxic clothing that are made from natural fibers and pesticide-free that are also really cute. So if you know any good brands, let me know. Otherwise, I am continually researching this and actually shared a reel on a few of my favorite brands that I think are really chic. Um, over on Holistic with Heidi on Instagram. This one might sound cliche, but having a daily spiritual practice or what I like to call soul work is going to be extremely important for everyone. 
this is a pillar of my practice. It's focusing on that mind-body connection because they do relate. And for me, it looks like meditating every day. I've been really into heart math meditations. This is about getting your heart into coherence. Check out the Heart Math Institute um, and prepare for your mind to be blown. Stretching is another fun meditative practice for me. Listening to binaural beats, journaling. There are so many different things. I even do soul work with my clients, which encompasses a whole lot of different things and will vary based on the client. But Tapping is a common practice, inner child meditations, guided meditations, light healing, things like that are so, so helpful. And I do believe you have to focus on every area of health in order to see results. And if you're just focusing on the mind, you will see a lot of improvements, but not all. And if you're just focusing on the physical and not the mind, you will see a lot of improvements, but not all. And if you if you're doing both, and honestly, the mind, body, spirit, if you're doing all of that, your health is going to excel even quicker and you'll see better results. So that's why I love doing this in my practice. Targeted supplementation and detoxification techniques, um, I'm not going to share a, a, too much on that, but I will say binders are really important, especially for mold illness. Um, there's again so many different supplements, and I'm not going to blindly recommend them without knowing your full history and things like that. Um, another thing, this is free. Optimize your indoor air quality. This will be very beneficial. It's also free. Open your windows, turn your fan on. Dust regularly vacuum. So dust actually collects VOCs, volatile organic compounds, and mold is also a VOC. So a lot of chemicals, even the ones that off-gas from your furniture, they combine into dust. So the more dust you have in your place, the more you're being exposed to toxins. So I suggest dusting at least once or twice a week and then vacuuming with a HEPA vacuum. I recently heard about vacuuming your mattress with a HEPA vacuum. And I was so excited to do that. Um, you can also get an air purifier. There are so many different things. And I'll continue to break down different categories and things like that on Instagram, on Lifelong, and at Holistic with Heidi. And I'll also create more podcasts to go more in depth on things. But I wanted to just give a little bit of a, an overview on some of the things I've done and that have been very helpful for me diet was huge, reducing my exposure to pesticides, chemicals, frankenfoods, things like that. So important. It's still so important to me. Mineralizing, again, I can keep going on forever and ever, but it is way more impactful to work one-on-one -on -one with a practitioner who's an expert. So yeah, that's my story. Thank you so much for listening and just bearing with me and I know I got a little emotional here and there, and that's because this is an emotional topic for me, but you guys, I found my purpose. I went through hell and back so that I could find my purpose, and I am so happy. I am living my dream. I'm living my God-given purpose, which is so cool to me. I'm open to abundance every single day. Yes, I still face adversity, of course, I still struggle with things, of course. 
But what I went through at such a young age, I was humbled at such a young age. I literally contemplated death at such a young age. I changed my life. I found my purpose. I healed myself. I never gave up on myself. And this is my my message to you. Never give up on yourself. Believe in yourself. Trust yourself. You know yourself and your body more than anyone. No matter their title, no matter their lab coat, no matter their authority, you know you best and never give up on yourself. <laughs> invest in yourself, invest in your, your health. Look at your health like a Roth IRA or an investment account. Any money, time, energy you put into your health now, you are optimizing and improving your longevity and your well-being and the rest of your life. So thank you again. I really appreciate you. I hope you enjoyed this episode and let me know what you think by sharing this on Instagram and tagging at lifelong and at holistic with Heidi. Thanks guys. Love ya. 